For episode two of the salary negotiation series, we're focusing on negotiation from the recruiter's perspective. A lot of the focus in our episodes thus far has been student focused. When it comes to negotiations though, how do recruiters view it from the other side of the table? To answer that question, I'm joined today by two recruiters from UPMC. Sophie Rocco is a senior recruiter on the UPMC Nursing Talent Strategies team, and Bree Bayer is a recruiter on the UPMC Corporate University Relations team. Both of them have a wealth of experience dealing with hiring managers, calculating job offer rates, and extending offers to candidates. In this conversation, they shared their perspective on the best way to, for candidates to approach a negotiation, as well as some other useful tips and insights. Let's get into it. All right, everybody. So uh, today we're talking about, uh, we're continuing our conversation uh, about the uh, you know, job offer negotiation process. And in today's episode, I uh, wanted to get a perspective from the, the recruiter, the corporate side of things. So I am joined today by two uh, folks from UPMC, uh, Sophie Rocco, a senior recruiter on the Nursing Talent Strategies team, and then Brianna Bayer, a uh, recruiter on the Corporate University Relations team. Uh, Brianna, Sophie, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you guys doing? Thanks good. for having us, Zach. I'm doing good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, for joining. Um, so before we jump into the, the meat of the conversation here, um, I want to always give our listeners an opportunity to learn a little bit more about you and, and your career path and, and uh, your current role. So um, if you guys wouldn't mind taking a minute to introduce yourself, Sophie, if you want to start off first and, and talk a little bit about your current role at UPMC. Sure. Thanks again for having us. Uh, this is Sophie Rocco. I'm a senior recruiter at UPMC on our nursing talent strategies team, as Zach said. And I kind of work on initiatives for um, our nurses throughout the system, working on system-wide initiatives, as well as, um, you know, some initiatives for our nurses that haven't joined the system yet, so our external nurses. So I'm really happy to be here and talk a little bit more about the negotiation process, especially at UPMC. Awesome. Thank you for being here, Sophie. And, and uh, Bree? Yeah, sure. So, hi, uh, my name is Bree Bear, and I am the Corporate University Relations Recruiter at UPMC. Um, I primarily work with finance and IT, uh, our entry level rotational programs, uh, which are accelerated development programs. And I also work with our summer associates program, which is an elevated internship experience. And that would be for both finance and IT, but um, I also and there to answer any questions for any other field in, in corporate as well. Um, and I'm really excited to be here today and, and chat more about negotiations and share any knowledge that I have. Awesome, thank you, Bree. Thank you again, both. Uh, thank you so much for being here today. And uh, let's jump right into it. So um, let, let's start here with, with a very broad question. Uh, you know, in, in a general sense, uh, when it comes to negotiation in the job offer process, um, in, in your view, what's the best way for, for a candidate to approach that in the interview process? That's a great question. I think overall, something to keep in mind that's really important is just um, the timing of your negotiation. This is UPMC specific and all companies are different. So that's important to keep in mind too. But for us, we talk about um, pay rates and offers during the time of the offer. Uh, we have recruiters and a talent acquisition department. So um, those are the folks that handle 
calculating the rates and extending the offer. So not during the interview necessarily is the best time to talk about the rate in the negotiation, just because I think sometimes the hiring managers are removed from that process. Um, so just keep that in mind at UPMC, we talk about rates and negotiations during the time of offer. And something else to keep in mind is I think it's really great just to be direct and ask for exactly what you want. If you have a specific rate in mind, you know, don't be afraid to mention that to the recruiter or, you know, if you're asking to negotiate just to make sure that you're getting the best possible rate for yourself, I think it's okay to just ask if there's any wiggle room there too. You know, being realistic, but also not selling yourself short, all good things to keep in mind. Sure. Yeah, that's uh, two great points, Sophie. Um, something that I think is also worth mentioning is how you go about that conversation and how you bring it up. So <clears throat> like Sophie said, you, at least for UPMC, want to start talking about that at the time of offer. And um, how I recommend doing it is when you get that offer, first off, show the appreciation and excitement for the role. Um, if you've gone this far, I'm assuming that you are excited about the position. So just make sure that that doesn't fall short because uh, the recruiter typically expects to hear some sort of excitement because it's an exciting time. Um, so I think it's a, a great way to start off the conversation that way. And then um, the more persuasion piece of the conversation, I think it's a good way to say something along the lines of, um, thank you so much for this opportunity and um, really grateful for it due to my experience in this, this, and this. However, I think I'm valued at this number. What are your thoughts? Um, so it's definitely a respectful way to do it, but you're bringing um, facts behind your background to back up the reasoning why you deserve that number. Sure, and, and that's a great point as well, Brie. You both, uh, in, in your answers there, you kind of, kind of led me naturally in, into my next question in that it's, you know, going through the interview process, uh, you know, I, I saw that UPMC kind of at, at the very end, there's always kind of that question of, um, you know, around salary, right? What are your salary expectations or, or you know, what are you expecting from, from a compensation package? Something along those lines. You both, you both sort of indirectly answered this in your first answer, but how, how would you typically encourage candidates to, to handle that question and being able to answer that question without uh, being, I don't know the word I'm looking for, maybe off-putting or, or without, um, I don't know, with, you know, setting unrealistic expectations or things like that? Definitely. That's a great question and something to prepare for ahead of time, for sure. For UPMC, we actually ask this on our application. So it's a little less awkward. You just have to type in the number. You don't have to, you know, talk with somebody about it. Um, but I think with that in mind, um, it's really important just to refer to our job postings. And some other companies might do this similarly as well. But on our job postings, we actually include a salary range. Usually it's like a minimum and a maximum, sometimes a mid-range number as well. I think if you're a student coming right out of college and um, going right into a career, your first career, you might need to keep in mind that your salary may fall on the closer side to the minimum of the position, which is totally fine. You know, we give folks credit for years of experience and that's how you'd move up there. Um, 
if you are asked about this in a job interview, I mean, it's probably the hiring manager that's asking you. So they want to hear your thoughts about it. I think um, having something prepared in advance just so that you're ready is really important. And then also just letting them know that you would be flexible too, so that, you know, you wouldn't automatically be um, taken out of consideration if the salary is unrealistic. I think that's something important to keep in mind too. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, one thing I want to, um, when we're talking about the, the ranges that are on our job postings, and I'm sure other organizations as well, um, for UPMC, how it works is if you meet the requirements, it doesn't mean that your experience is valued at the maximum end of the range. So um, just keep that in mind. And if you see the maximum end of a range, um, I would recommend maybe not putting a number that's above that because that could potentially decrease your chances. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Certainly going in with, with realistic expectations, I think is, is an important point. And I also think that, you know, the other thing, Sophie, that you mentioned that that's very important that continues to come up in these conversations that I have is, is the, the importance of, of preparation beforehand, right? Um, this next question here, um, I, I wanted to include because, you know, I, I feel like for a lot of uh, soon-to-be grads or students coming out of school or even just young professionals that, that have been in the workforce for a few years, I think negotiations in the job offer process can be very intimidating for some folks, right? They causes some anxiety. They don't want to appear ungrateful for the offer or, or upset anybody, you know, the hiring manager or the recruiter that they're dealing with. So from, from a recruiter's perspective, how often or how common is it, I should say, for, for candidates to, to broach this subject? And, and whenever that does come up, how, how do you view it from a recruiter's perspective? Yeah, so um, that's definitely a great point and, and a great question to ask because I felt the same way coming out of undergrad and it's intimidating and you almost feel like so lucky to have a job that, you know, why should I, why should I negotiate here? But um, when when Sophie and I um, were talking a little bit beforehand, we were um, talking about this specifically because I actually found some data. I don't have the exact numbers, but um, data shows that less than half half of people actually negotiate their job offer. Um, wow. and, and yeah, women are less likely to negotiate as well. Um, so I would definitely empower women as well as men um, or you know whoever wants uh, is getting an offer to um, make to negotiate i think you know if you something else to keep in mind is there shouldn't be any re retaliation for um negotiating as long as you're respectful about it so um if for some reason that does happen even after you are very respectful um and if they pull an offer because you try to negotiate you probably don't want to work for that organization anyway because it shows mm -hmm. that really not open to conversations like that. And when it comes to growth in the future, um, I wouldn't want to know what it looks like when you have conversations down the road, if that's how they yeah. get off the bat. I totally agree with all of that information. I think ultimately recruiters expect that candidates are going to negotiate. For me, it felt common that my candidates negotiated with me. So I was really surprised to hear about the data that Bree found. Um, you know, again, if it's your first position out of school, you might 
be offered a salary closer to the entry rate of that position. And there may not be wiggle room, but you never know unless you at least ask. So there's no harm in that. And that's good practice for years down the road once you do have some experience and you are really wanting to negotiate and kind of pull your experience and make sure that you're being valued for that. I think it's also important to address some non-traditional students or maybe folks that are second degree or are going to school for a career change right now. Um, you know, even in that case, I know I recruit for nurses. So if I have a career change nurse that's out of nursing school, oftentimes we do have to bring them in at the more entry level rate of the position, even though they may have years of experience in another career. Sometimes mm -hmm. we're only able to credit experience relevant to that position. So just keep that in mind too. I know that can sometimes be disappointing or kind of like a shock to people who might be expecting to receive compensation for other years of experience. So just another point to throw in there. Sure, sure. And, and I, I'm also surprised uh, to hear that, that stat, Brie, that, that less than half of people negotiate. That, that is, um, that's mm -hmm. striking to me. Um, now, you, you've both, we've, we've talked about this a, a little bit, but just to expand upon it, um, you know, in your experience as a recruiter, and, and I remember this, you know, being a recruiter in my, in my former life, where there are times where a candidate will, will try to negotiate their offer and you go back to the hiring manager, you, you look at the data of the department and it's just, you know, it's, it's not possible, right? That the offer the kind of is the offer. In a situation like that, how do you approach that conversation with that candidate? And, and, and what other maybe quote unquote selling points will you talk about with that candidate, whether it be, you know, uh, career ladders or, you know, opportunities for growth, benefits, stuff like that? What, 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 I guess, what's your general approach to that conversation? Yeah, you're, you're right. There are, like I know specifically for UPMC, we have our um, FMR and ISDR programs, which are, um, like I said, the accelerated development programs, and they do have a set rate that they bring everyone in at. Um, and I think Sophie uh, does a really good job about talking about um, some, some other factors and how she goes about that conversation. So wanted to mention that about UPMC, but also kind of hand it over to her. <laughs> sure, sure. No problem. Happy to take it away. But Brie, that's a good point. You know, some of our positions do have a set rate and there's just absolutely no wiggle room there for us. And I think it's important for the recruiters to be transparent about that and explain that and have those conversations. Um, just backing it up a little bit and starting with the basics here. Um, it all starts with an offer calculation. And at UPMC, we have like a compensation policy that we follow to calculate rates based on the salary grade for the position and the starting rate and, you know, the years of experience that a candidate may have in their education, um, all the things like that go into the offer calculation. And then the next step is just looking at the data, like you said, Zach, and just checking out the equity of, you know, the department that this person is going into, or maybe, you know, the equity of all the people in this position throughout an entire company or things like that, just to make sure that this rate is equitable and fair among other people in the same role with similar experience. So we do look at that and we want to be fair to our internal employees, but you know, we don't want to be ripping off our new people coming in either. Um, so I just think it's important to be open about explaining the offer calculation and what goes into it and 
why there is or isn't any wiggle room there. And, you know, if a recruiter is not being open about that, I think it's important to feel empowered to ask. And like Bree touched on before, you can do that in a respectful way. You don't have to sound defensive or anything, but, you know, just curious and wanting to learn. Um, as far as other benefits that, you know, could be a great selling point to candidates, I think it's really important to consider the total rewards package. That's something that we offer at UPMC where it's not just about your salary or your rate, even though sometimes it feels like that. Um, you know, it's important to see and have a paycheck that <laughs> is makes you feel valued and can help you get by in life and things like that. But there's so much more to it. I mean, there's, you know, like the healthcare benefits, um, even if that's not something that the students are going to be taking advantage of right away. There are career ladders and we offer a lot of tuition reimbursement. We just started offering a paid parental leave, which is really rare in a healthcare setting, really, really exciting for us. Um, and oh, just so many other things. So I think it's really important to consider the total rewards package, not just simply the salary. Sure, sure. Certainly that's uh, an, an important thing. And, and I think that's something, you know, I, that maybe sometimes students coming out of school maybe lose sight of is, is the, the total, uh, the kind of the total scope of it and opportunities for growth and stuff like that. So um, that's certainly, certainly a good point there, Sophie. Um, the last question I had for, for the two of you here today, um, just in your opinion, any, any resources that you could point to, uh, you know, because we've talked a lot in this conversation about the importance of, of research and preparation beforehand if you're going to negotiate when you get a job offer. Any resources that you could point to that might be helpful for our students or alumni when, when they're preparing to negotiate as they're going through this process? Definitely. I mentioned this before, but our job postings are such a great resource and just being mindful of the ranges that are listed in there, I think will help to give everybody a really great uh, realistic idea of what the salary may be for that position. Yeah, and I think that um, while UPMC does a pretty good job of this, um, there are a lot of organizations out there that will post their position with a, without a range or even any kind of number uh, for the position. So when that happens, or even when you are applying to a position that has a range, um, it's good to keep in mind uh, resources like Google, of course, um, which is a resource for almost everything in life, and Glassdoor is a really great resource as well. Um, now, when you look into Glassdoor, though, uh, or even Google, something just to keep in mind when reviewing this data is that you're reviewing the data for the location that you're in and keep in mind the dates that are there as well. So if there's um, a salary that was posted for UPMC five years ago, chances are that salary has gone up. Um, and the difference uh, in a position in New York City and Manhattan versus Pittsburgh could be tens of thousands of dollars as well. So just be careful when looking at any national averages and try your best if you can um, to find the average in the location that you'll be working in because it truly makes a difference. Pittsburgh is a pretty livable city um, and very affordable. So, um, you know, they're you could be saving money, a lot of money on rent, but when you look at the, the salary, um, it might be disappointing at first um, if you're comparing it to uh, positions in Manhattan. Sure. 
Yeah, certainly uh, looking at, you know, market data for, for that specific, you know, area cost of living and stuff like that is, is certainly, uh, certainly very important. Uh, well, uh, Sophie, Bree, uh, thank you so much for, for joining me today. This has been a great conversation and I know our students will, will find benefit from it. Uh, before, uh, before I let you guys go, um, I wanted to give you the opportunity to, to talk about anything UPMC related, um, any, you know, events that you guys have coming up programming or, or even any, you know, hiring needs or anything like that that you have right now? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, as far as nurses, we do have our um, virtual event series going on, and that will be going on throughout the whole semester. If that's something that you're interested in learning more about or attending, um, just send a quick email over to nursingur at upmc.edu, and um, a candidate concierge can help get you set up with that. We also have our Graduate Nurse Talent Network on our UPMC Careers page. Zach, I could even send you the link to that <laughs> if you want to you have that. That interview. would be great, Sophie. That would be great. But we have a nursing talent network, and then we also have a couple of other talent networks um, for different like career paths and things like that. That would be a great place to get your name out there and get connected with a recruiter. Bree, can you think of anything else that I might have missed, or do you have any events going on in your world? Um, yeah, so uh, for the corporate side of things, I think a lot of our hiring for both our accelerated development programs, um, as well as our internships happens in the fall. Um, so I would love to stay connected. You could either connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm sure Zach will share my name. And <laughs> then um, also my email is uh, corporate you are at upmc.edu. So um, we're not as event heavy in the spring, uh, but we are, uh, we are attending some and um, we are very event heavy in the fall because that is the time that we have our positions open since right now they have unfortunately been filled. Um, so yeah, thank you again, Zach. It was so nice uh, chatting with you again and it's really exciting to be here. Well, thank you both for joining me. This was a, this was a great conversation. Uh, for, for anyone listening, um, the, the email addresses and the, and the link to the Graduate Nurse Talent Network, I will include um, all of that in uh, the episode description here. So whenever you get this episode uh, on whatever podcast platform, um, that information will be there. So I will include that uh, for everyone, anyone that's interested. Um, so again, uh, Sophie, Bree, Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, this has been a great conversation and I know our students and, and alumni will, will benefit from it. So thank you again for, for taking some time this morning. Thank you. Thank you.